0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. Well, let's start with the positive. I'm going to try to be a positive person today. On our midweek podcast with Bill from Florida, I picked the Denver Broncos plus the five at the LA Chargers. I cashed the ticket. I go three and two for the week. Bill goes three and two for the week. We both hit 60%. That's a good thing. That's a positive. Year to date now in the NFL sides, I'm 21 and 10 hitting at 67.7%. So that's a positive. Now let's get to the negative. And it's almost comedy. In the first quarter, Russell Wilson completed 10 passes. I played a prop bet over 19 and a half completions. The game is competitive the entire game, almost goes the full overtime session with Wilson having two offensive opportunities in overtime. He plays the entire game and I fall four and a half pass completions short on my bet. Yes, he only completed five passes in the equivalent of three and a half quarters. Oh my, that was ugly. Then Cortland Sutton, we played over the four and a half receptions. Well, no receiver had more than three, so we obviously lose that bet and have a losing night. And at this moment, I'm looking for my eighth grade English teacher. I know she's probably long gone by now. She had an old ruler and got mad at me once and sent me to the chalkboard and I had to write about my propositions for the remainder of the class. Well, I need to find someone right now to make me go to the chalkboard and make me write on there in prime time, do not bet, bad offenses with player props to the over. I did not learn my lesson from Thursday night with the commanders. I did it again with the Broncos. What was I doing? Oh boy, what a miss there. Okay, so let's get to the card for Tuesday. We're going to have Major League Baseball taking center stage, and then we'll have our Sunday four-pack for college football. Yeah, a little late, but I have four college football games that I want to get out there. So let's start in the National League in Major League Baseball. It is the San Diego Padres, under the one and a half in the first five, at a minus 115. So I like good pitching. Hopefully that's what we get tonight The Padres have a scary lineup. They're averaging 4.42 runs per game in the playoffs. First trip through the order has been extremely productive for the Padres, scoring runs in five of seven games. For Philadelphia, it's Zach Wheeler getting the call for the Phillies to try to stop those hot Padre bats. He has a 2.82 ERA, a 1.04 whip. Splits are a little mixed, though. The bad? His road ERA was almost two runs higher than his home ERA this season. The good? His evening ERA was almost two and a half runs better than his daytime ERA. Both playoff starts for Wheeler have been on the road, six and a third innings, no runs against the Cardinals, six innings, three runs against the Braves with all three of those runs coming in the sixth inning. So he's yet to give up a run in the first five this postseason. He's been really good the first time through the order most of the season. One start against the Padres this year, way back in May. He went seven innings and gave up no runs. So I'm feeling up for a good five-inning sweat today. I'm going to take the Padres under the one and a half in the first five at the minus 115. You can cue the music. I'll take good pitching over good hitting. Let's cash it. Next up, we go to the American League. Take two in game five between the Guardians and the Yankees. So, oh boy, I like my plays going into Monday. Now we have an extra day of rest, and now I'm not so sure. Sounds like Nestor Cortez is going to go on short rest for the Yankees, and if I'm seeing the stats correctly, he's only pitched once on three days rest. That was back in 2019, two and a third innings, four runs, small sample size, of course, but it doesn't make me feel the best. However, I'm still going to play the Yankees on the money line, this time around at a minus 155. Yesterday, we got it at a discount at a minus 145, but we got to pay the extra dime today. Then... Play number two, I'm going to take the New York Yankees over the one and a half runs in the first five at a minus 135 against an unknown pitching plan for the Guardians. Should be interesting to see what they do. Probably going to use multiple arms in the first five, but nonetheless, I'm going to play the Yankees over the one and a half in the first five at the minus 135. So that wraps it up for baseball. Now we get to our college football Sunday four-pack. Sunday four-pack last week was forgettable. We went one and three. Our lone winner was a good one, though. It was Georgia Southern as an outright winner, double-digit dog against James Madison. I don't get bonus points for that, though. Year-to-date, we're 16 and 16 on the Sunday four-pack, so we're finally down the juice, $136.35. Overall, college football here on the podcast, we're up $319.88, or let's round that up to like 3.2 units. We did make a unit of profit last week. It just didn't happen with a four-pack. Adding Iowa State, Arkansas, and Nebraska kind of helped the bank roll. But let's get to it. Play number one. It is Iowa plus the 29 at Ohio State. So I get it. Ohio State is really, really, really good. Iowa's only 3-3, three and three, but we're still getting 29 points, and Iowa's yet to give up 28 points in a game. Their D is giving up an average of 9.8 points per game. Both teams are coming off a bye. Ohio State has a tough road game at Penn State on deck. Maybe a little bit of a look-ahead spot here. 2017 is actually the last time these two teams met. Urban Meyer was still coaching at Ohio State. It was a 55-24 to route that day with Iowa winning. That's crazy to think of. Hawkeye fans are not happy with the offense or the results, but I'm a Minnesota fan. And the Hawkeyes have won the pig, the Florida Rosedale, 17 of 21 years. So I have a ton of respect for that guy on the Iowa sideline, Captain Kirk. I can't sugarcoat the first six games, but I don't expect a 45-0 type game on Saturday. I can't expect expected to be like 24-13 or something like that going into the 4th. And keep in mind, the Iowa punter will make Ohio State work a little harder for those points. So once again, I'm going to take the Hawkeyes plus the 29 at the Buckeyes of Ohio State. Next up, we go to the Pac-12. We're going to lay the six with the Oregon Ducks against the UCLA Bruins. So remember when I bought into Penn State last week at Michigan? This feels like deja vu to me. Chip Kelly goes back to Oregon with an undefeated team. Two weeks to get ready. The Bruins have beat Washington by eight and Utah by 10 in their last two. Very impressive wins. Meanwhile, Oregon is five and one with that ugly 46-point loss to Georgia. The Ducks beat Stanford by 18 and Arizona by 27 in their last two leading up to this showdown. Oregon has scored 41 or more points in five straight games. UCLA's defense has given up 31 or more points in three of four games. With that type of scoring, we just need to win first. The cover will follow. At a school with a great quarterback history, Bo Nix is moving up the charts with a special season. So I'm going to back Bo and the Ducks minus the six over UCLA. Next up, we head back to the Big Ten. Yeah, I like the Big Ten, I guess. We're going to take Wisconsin minus the two and a half over Purdue, weighted at a minus 105. So Michigan State got their first Big Ten win, beating Wisconsin in double overtime last week to hand interim head coach Jim Leonard his first loss. On a positive note, we have QB Mertz leading the Badgers to a late game-tying TD and then an overtime TV, so the offense that was struggling has showed signs of life these last two weeks. Inter-red-hot Purdue, first place in the Big Ten West, winners of three straight conference games over Minnesota, Maryland, and Nebraska. This is a revenge angle times 15 for Purdue. That's right. Wisconsin has defeated Purdue 15 consecutive times, including 30 to 13 last year in West Lafayette. It's homecoming for the Badgers. It's an opportunity to beat the conference leader. It's an opportunity to help position Jim Leonard to win the job permanently at Wisconsin. I think the streak's gonna get to 16. On Wisconsin, I'm on the Badgers, minus the two and a half over the Boilermakers. Then the final game on the card, well, on Sunday, I had Kansas State in this spot, plus five, but don't forget, we already have five units of future bets on them. So when the line dropped to three and a half, I decided to back off, but I do want to go on the record. I fully expect Chris Kleiman and the Wildcats to win that game straight up at TCU, but it's not a part of the card. But my final game is from the Big 12. I'm taking Baylor minus the seven and a half over Kansas. So Kansas was the college football darling in the first five weeks. Now, after back-to-back losses to TCU and Oklahoma, the injuries and the depth issues may be starting to mount. The Jayhawks scored 31 against TCU and 42 against Oklahoma, but Baylor has a much, much better defense than both of those teams, Baylor is mad and angry with themselves after losing back-to-back games to Oklahoma State and West Virginia. At three and three, Baylor's not looking ahead. They played last Thursday, so they've had a couple extra days to refocus on the second half of the season. However, the QB position is in limbo with the starter questionable after a concussion. But nonetheless, I have a bad feeling for Jayhawk fans that they're walking into a buzzsaw this week, no matter the quarterback for Baylor. So I'm going to lay the seven and a half with the Baylor Bears at home over the Kansas Jayhawks. So let's recap your card for Tuesday. In Major League Baseball, we're on the Padres under the one and a half runs of the first five at a minus 115. We're on the New York Yankees on the money line over the Cleveland Guardians at a minus 155. We're on the New York Yankees over the one and a half runs of the first five at a minus 135. Then your Sunday four-pack in college football. We're on the Hawkeyes of Iowa, plus the 29 at Ohio State. We're on the Ducks of Oregon, minus the six over UCLA. We're on Wisconsin, minus the two and a half over Purdue. And we're on Baylor, minus the seven and a half over Kansas. So that's your card for a Tuesday. As always, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money, have fun, and let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.